first practice that I worked at in Holloway, I had a nurse that fell asleep while she was suctioning. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had to kick her to wake her up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So um, I've, had, I've had training nurses from the beginning. I've had some, I've had, uh, had a few training nurses that weren't so great. Um, but I've had most of the training nurses that I've had have been amazing. And a lot of the time it's because I have tried to involve them in what we're doing, teaching them, not only expecting them to be able to know what I'm doing, but teaching them from the get-go, showing them this is how I work, this is how I want to work, this is why we do what we do. So it's a bit like having a having a um, work experience student in the shadowing yeah in the room and like showing them like this is why we're doing this this is why we're doing that and the patients don't mind it usually they're they're fine with it as long as the nurse isn't asking dumb questions or saying anything <laughs> that's very, very alarming then it's usually fine and they go along uh-huh. with it and they understand why you do what you do um they will they will be a sponge and they'll accept what you're doing but obviously at the same time it depends on the type of nurse that you have you might have a trainee nurse that comes in um Doesn't that is not in, not interested whatsoever and just does not does not want to learn those you need to sort of be able to weed out those nurses or find a way to communicate with them because as important as a patient is to your work your nurse is without your nurse you are nothing yes Yes. your appointment time will take three four five times the amount of time i mean when my nurse goes to the toilet in the middle of an appointment honestly it adds like five ten minutes on because i'm I'm like trying to suction i don't even know how to use it and at the same time Yeah. yeah And it's just like the, the rubber dam's going up the suction and all sorts. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, being able to train your nurse is really important. Making them understand why you're using an oxygen barrier at the end of your composite, why you're using a paintbrush to blend your composite margins, why you're beveling your margins, why you're reducing this cusp, why you're measuring how thick this cusp is and why you can't keep it, why you need to reduce it. Explain to them why you're going, maybe you need to just put a core in and then get the patient back in for a prep because you can't do a composite only on this tooth. Making your nurse understand that dentistry is flexible or your treatment is flexible, that it changes based on the situation. If they understand that, then they will understand why they need to go out of the surgery to go get this and that, go get the bidentine or go get that and come back. Mm -hmm. Or they'll understand why your appointment might overrun yeah. Um, or they'll start telling you, but just book longer. Don't don't book that. Don't book that class two yeah. for thirty minutes. Book yeah. it for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that. yeah. Uh, all that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And as long as they come along with you, I mean, the nurse that I've got now, she is incredible. Like I can't work mm-hmm. without her. But she started mm-hmm. off as a trainee, and I uh, I trained her up to the way that I want to work. And she only wants yeah. to work with me. She doesn't want to work with anyone else in the practice. Nice. So, so yeah, I mean, in that sense, like creating an environment where your nurse can thrive as well and encouraging them, maybe saying, oh, why don't you go on this course? Why don't you come with me on this photography course or all that sort of stuff? You know, I mean, this is yeah. things for the future for you guys. But, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely important having a nurse that is, is your ride or die, basically, who will back you no matter what. If the patient starts kicking uh-huh. up a fuss, especially... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to say definitely, in, especially in NHS practice, but in private practice, you can. Um, you've got your patients are a lot more forgiving and a lot more understanding of the things that you do, um, as opposed to in NHS practice. At least from my own experience, they don't take shit. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them, most of them are lovely, but all my bad experiences that I remember are mm. all from. I mean, I've had a patient raise his hands to me. 
and uh, and we had to call the police. The police didn't even come, wow. but we had to call the police and the patient. Yeah, yeah. And I used to see him walking down the high street like after that as well. I used to hide. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. No, yeah. So um, I've I've yeah. seen that so far as well from yeah. my very limited experience. And the worst patients I've had have been at the the full front face of the NHS, which is the emergency department in in, in Dental School. So. <laughs> I can I can testify so far. Yeah. So, um, but at the same time, I feel like all young dentists just want to get out of the NHS as quickly as they can. Everyone mm. is trying to find, climbing over each other to get into that private practice job. But the grass is not always greener on the other side. I mean, I know associates who've gone on to work at practices where there's no there's no list of patients. You know, you have to build your list, mm. and they just can't handle trying to build their own list. And then they end up leaving that practice. And I mean, when you're putting your CV out there to potential employers, they're going to see you did six months at this practice or two months at this practice. or And they're going to be like, why is this person moving around so much? Yeah. And the other thing yeah. that I think I didn't realize until I worked in private practice was that associates in private practice don't leave their associate positions because they like it there. So mm. that's why there aren't that many private jobs. Maybe, to be honest, now mm. since COVID, it's kind of increased because there's more squat practices developing, um, mm-hmm. more new practices with new lists that have to be built. But especially before COVID, it was a, it was a principal's market. Associates were fighting over each other for jobs. Um, and you had, to, you had to do something to raise yourself above the parapet and be seen. And for me, that was um, just putting my head down focusing on doing the best entry I could do and building a portfolio so I could show. Maybe maybe I didn't have the chat. Maybe I didn't have all the courses and uh, additional letters against my name, but I could show that this is the work that I can do. And I think that was the most important thing going forward. Because when when um, before before COVID, when, when I was working in practice, so I changed into private practice just like after COVID, during the COVID period and moved into private practice. But before that, I was sort of like, doing my UDAs, doing my private work, more UDAs in private sometimes. And then as we hit COVID, uh, and then we went into that period where we were closed for three months, and then we had mm-hmm. we started to have that drip feed of like, you got to do, what was it, 20%? And then you got to do this amount and this amount. And then I was like, look, I know I'm going to have to go back to doing 100% UDAs eventually. Yeah. And I was like, I'm uh-huh. done with this. I was enjoying just majority of the patients I was seeing doing private work. I was enjoying the work that I was doing, spending the time I was. And I was like, I need to get out of here before I go back to 100%. So then, I mean, it could have been the worst thing to do, you know, trying to change practice during during COVID lockdowns and Hmm. more lockdowns and all that sort of stuff. But I was like, uh, if I don't take the risk now, I'm not going to get the reward later on. So sometimes you have to just step out of your comfort zone, like you mentioned and um see if you can succeed or not and uh so yeah in that sense i would definitely say don't see the nhs as as something that you just have to get out of obviously the contract at the moment isn't fantastic but everyone's worked under the same contract at least amongst your peers and amongst people like me as well so um i wouldn't necessarily poo poo it because it can you can gain so much from it uh, your experience in the nhs um, but yeah, if you're wondering why there's no private jobs about, it's because associates working in private practice are happy. They're not going to leave those jobs. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, so spend the time, just build your portfolio, get better. And eventually, uh, an opportunity will come, 
come to you, but you need to also be active. I mean, I used to always just look at the BDJ jobs and Indeed and just scroll through, have a look, see what's going on. I mean, I would just go on interviews at practices just to see what it's like, um, mm. see what's going on, see how other practices are working, see if this is something I want to do or not. Um, mm. But always, wherever you're at, it's always a stepping stone to something better. You should never... Sure. So the, the, what you were mentioning uh, before about um, not want, becoming comfortable. So my biggest fear in my career is becoming stagnant and just doing the same shit every day. And I yeah. did not want to do that because you can get into that false sense of security. I mean, for some people, dentistry is just a career and it's just a way to pay the bills. They have interests outside of dentistry that are more important to them, which is fine. Yeah. But if, if you don't have anything else and you want to succeed, then you need to really put your head down and focus on getting better. I mean, Adam, you said you want to be where I am in 10 years. You'll be there in two years, if that. Yeah. There's so much available for dentists now compared to uh -huh. even when I graduated in 2016. There's so much online content. You can just learn for free on Instagram, pretty much. Uh -huh. um, yeah. I mean, and then you mentioned about the way I'm reflective over my work and my, I post my workflow and everything like that. I mean, I saw everyone on Instagram was just posting their work, like befores and afters. Uh -huh. And I was just like, yeah, that's fine, but no one's going to learn anything from this, you know? Yeah. And I, even when I was thinking about making my Instagram account, I spoke to one of my friends, Rishi, and uh, he was like, I said, you know, what, what shall I do? How shall I, how shall I uh, make my account? What shall I, what shall I do with it? Because I didn't want to make a uh -huh. patient-facing account um it was just that was just wasn't interesting for me because i love sure. the nitty-gritty details about everything about to do with dentistry so i thought mm -hmm. other dentists would benefit more from that so i thought i can post my cases but if no one's learning or benefiting from what i'm posting then what's the point and there's there's a lot of saturation of dental content on instagram as it is and if you've had mm -hmm. a bad day at work you're not going to really sit there and read through my reflections and think oh yeah this is i could do this you're thinking <laughs> yeah, don't show me this again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no. So, so when I created my Instagram, I wanted to make it um, dentist facing and make it a platform where people could learn from. You know, because I feel like that's if if I can do this, then you can definitely do this. Like I've made all those mistakes under the sun, so then mm -hmm. then you don't have to. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So. Just before we wrap up, um, and we talk about what's next for you, and I know you've got um, some educational stuff coming up. Um, usually on this podcast, when we don't have a guest, me and Cena um, reflect on our weeks and we talk about something that we've learned that week. So uh, the first question is, what's something that that's, that you've learned this week or something that you've kind of, uh, an experience with a patient that you can reflect on that you've, and that you've talked took something away from and then we've spoke about obviously you wanting to continue pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and um so what is is next for you and what are you kind of working on at the minute to push yourself um in terms of dentistry so in terms of something that i've learned this week um actually i was off work today because i didn't have there weren't enough staff because everyone's been sick with covid Oh, so okay. literally, like, I, had, I had to close my diary because there wasn't a nurse for me to work with. So I was off yeah, work uh -huh. today. Um, so that's one thing. COVID, COVID is still a thing, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I actually had, I was meant to see a patient this week. Um, and I was a bit 
I was umming and eyeing about seeing them because uh, they were a bit bit of a chatty patty. And sometimes there was more chat than there was treatment. And especially when it's difficult yeah. treatment, when you've got like root caries and you're trying to get your matrix down there, it's, it's not easy. They were, they were a lovely patient. They were very understanding of how difficult their treatment was. But I was a bit... I was a bit unsure about seeing them this week. And when the practice called to confirm the appointment, it so happened that um, the patient's actually passed away. Oh, so, and I was just, I just couldn't believe it. They weren't old or anything like that. But it's just like, life is here one day and it's gone tomorrow. And whether you are, whether you like your patients or not, they're still people at the end of the day. And sure. um, yeah, there's, there, there's more to life than dentistry, basically. Big time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but in terms of uh, you asking about next steps forward. So um, personally, I'm, I'm currently doing an implant uh, implant uh, program with Joe Bat at Moore Parks nice. uh, Dental Specialist. He's amazing. Um, so I'm starting to tiptoe into the implant field very slowly. Um, uh-huh. And um, other than that, me and uh, Zoheb, Zoheb Kwaja, uh, we are launching a course, or we've launched a course uh, called Recreate, which is a restorative. Um, it's a restorative course. We call it a restorative nice. masterclass, um, but it's Amazing. aimed at young dentists who want, who see all of this dentistry on on Instagram, but they just have no idea how to do it. Um, so yeah. it's about teaching teaching them what's out there and what it is, what DME is, what IDS is how to do an onlay prep or an overlay prep, what the difference is between an onlay and an overlay, um, why you shouldn't skimp on your on your etching and bonding protocol, why you should take your time with these things because they're the building blocks of anything that you do. You can do a beautiful composite, but if it doesn't stick, then what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Um, and understanding why patients get sensitivity with composites and how you can mitigate that. Um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's about leveling up people that are at, like at your stage, Adam, or just after to get them to a level playing field where they can see that, okay, I understand what that is. I understand what that impl- implant restoration is. I can tell the difference between a screw retained and a cement cemented uh, implant restoration. I can understand why this thing is coming loose. And I'm not just going to say, go back to Turkey wherever you got it done because I have no idea <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. Um, and understanding all of the modern adhesive dentistry that's out there at the moment and being confident in terms of being able to discuss it with your patients, correct it if there's something wrong with it and also being able to upskill and implement that in daily practice. That's the most important thing, being able to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds yeah, really, you know, basically what so many young dentists I speak to just want a course like that. Exactly. So, um, and I guess for you as well, it's probably been really interesting putting that together and you know i guess you've had to get a lot of your cases and put them together um is it is it going to be hands-on or is it um like um lecture based or so yeah no there's going to be a massive hands-on element so we'll be teaching teaching you how to do anterior composites like uh class two restorations class three restorations as well as um uh sorry yeah so anterior composites as well as posterior composites. There's going to be a practical on posterior composites as well. Um, And there's going to be a practical on rubber dam isolation. There may be other bits and pieces that we do practical uh, bits on, like um, 
potentially on uh, on day preps and things like that as well. Uh, but yeah, so the core will be being able to do anterior composites, posterior composites, and rub down isolation, which is like the, the building blocks of everything. And then obviously understanding the bonding technologies and how everything works, how everything fits together, how to cement restorations uh -huh. and that sort of stuff. So yeah, there'll be a hands-on element as well as the theory element. It will be very intense. It's going to be two days. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be amazing because I, I can't wait to do it. I mean, I, I do a lot of this on Instagram anyway, but being able to do uh -huh. it face to face with people, being Impressive. able to understand their learning needs and be able to show it to them. I can't wait. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, um, any any last questions, Cena, before we wrap up? No, I'm good. I have a quote for today. Oh, ah, yes. So, yeah, Cena usually brings a, a book or a quote for, for the end of the every podcast. So go ahead. comic book like the last one when I nerded out. But um, this one yeah. is um, really it's 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 I think something that sums up what I think of you as a as a person. Side, I think that one of the things I respect from you the most is just that sound of someone who has so much. I don't know if that's the right word to say, it, but blind faith in themselves. Where whenever you were at that state, that that point, you were. You know, you said you were getting onto that train and you literally felt like that was nothing. You had nothing. You got nothing from all that work you did. And that was the lowest point in your life. You were able to just tell yourself it's going to be fine. And I think that's so important. I think that's something that I definitely lack in that I need to just tell myself. Um, and so the quote is actually from, again, a lovely Jay Shetty quote again from uh -huh. um, Think Like a Monk. And whenever he was talking to one of his monks and the monk would always respond like this if there was something bad that happened so when something bad happened the monk said don't judge the moment accept it if it's a good thing if it's a bad thing who knows in that moment mm -hmm. and i thought that might resonate in that sense as well because in that moment yes you may have not gotten anything from that but where you didn't get money i'm sure you learned a lot about yourself and in the long run like you said you wouldn't have changed everything so technically nothing that's ever happened to you was bad <laughs> no it's beautiful <laughs> that's an amazing quote amazing. For sure. definitely thank you so much for having me on today it's been amazing Absolutely. it's lovely to chat to you we should chat again we should chat more outside we the should. podcast Absolutely. more than have should. big time <laughs> we should yeah amazing so yeah thank you so much everyone for listening thank you again zahid for coming on um yeah please get in touch with us if you enjoyed this podcast if you've got any questions you can message me or Sina you can also find Zahid on Instagram at your dentist Zahid so at your dentist Zahid and uh, yeah we'll see you all next week take care bye